Hey friends, just so you know, we enjoy the swear word and we rely on good old fashioned humor to get through some seriously dark subject matter. At no time do we intend any disrespect toward the victims or families of the victims in the cases we cover. Also, be sure to listen to the end for a few palate cleansing bloopers to reset your mindset. And with that, we thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy. Hello, friends. Welcome to Crime Will Tell. I'm Jamie. I'm Carrie. What's in your hand there? What you sipping on? Deliciousness. I'm still in the bourbon train. And essentially, uh, it is my mission to just abominate the entire bottle by myself. Cool. I'm doing the same thing over here. Fantastic. Yeah. With a little touch of honey because I'm got a little, <coughs> little throat tickle that won't go away. Yeah. Tis the season. Yeah. Tis the throat tickle season. Do you prefer your bourbon on the rocks or neat? I like it on the rocks. Same seas. She tasty. Oh, she's so tasty. All right. So cheers. Cheers. Are you ready for think for episode eight? I so am ready. I, I am I've been looking forward to this one. I don't know anything about it, but what I do know is the tagline. Yeah, this one's a little bit of a wild one. This is going to be a story that is filled with greed, which is seems to be a common thread in a lot of these stories. Addiction, mm. deception, mm. identity theft, uh. worm farming. Were you expecting that one? I wasn't, and I yep. have nothing to say. Right. I have no comeback. Yeah, so we're going to touch on worm farming. Wait, wait. An actual farm oh, yeah. where worms are grown? Yeah, or like raised. Like a cattle farm or whatever. Can you they raise, raise a worm? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. And the roof. Holla. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I got it. Okay. No, go on. I, I got to hear about this. This also is just about a very, very unlikely suspect. So this is the story of Lois Reese. AKA the killer grandma. I am so excited for this. Okay. Yeah. I'm all Whose ears. cookies probably used to taste really good and now not so fucking much. So is that where mealworm comes from? I think they're different. <clears throat> so gross. So you're not a fan of mealworms. I don't even know what it is. I'll cross that off my stock and stuffer <laughs> list for you. And I just want to point out that this case was actually suggested by my friend Jillian. So big shout What's out to up, Jillian, Jillian who listens and supports the show. So what up, girl? Thank you, Thank girl. You. We are going to talk about Lois Witt, who was born on February 28th, 1962 in Rochester, Minnesota. Kind of up in our neck of the woods. Yep. She was the fourth of five children. Her father was an engineer at IBM. And her mother stayed at home and was reportedly a hoarder. Oh. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. So there were some obvious mental health issues surrounding the hoarding. And I think just kind of, you know, the embarrassment and the chaos of living in those conditions can lead to tension and issues within families. And it's reported that Lois chose kind of not to bring any of her friends home because she was- she wanted them to see that. Yeah, she was embarrassed. And um, so I think that that probably led to some early childhood issues for her. And she ended up dropping out of high school after the 11th grade. But I couldn't really find any details why she left or if she just was done, ready to kind of go live her own life. I have no idea. Hmm. Um, but so she left before she graduated. So she was married on December 17th, 1982. Oh my gosh. My parents' wedding anniversary is the same day one year later. What? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. At the time she was, she was 19 or I'm sorry. Nope. At the time he was 19 and Lois was 20. So Mm, she she got herself a younger man. Younger man. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so her husband, Dave, also grew up in Rochester and they attended the same high school. He graduated in 1981. And so prior to graduating high school, he enlisted in the Navy and ended up being stationed in San Diego, California. Mm, that's a good place to get stationed. Right? No shit. Um, and so after they were married, they didn't waste any time and just started pumping out some fucking kids. Mm. But they had three children in four years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nope. No, thank you. They had Billy, Brianna, and then Brayden. All bees. Look at that. Oh, my God. That is a big slice of precious pie. So Lois stayed at home with the kids. And after Dave left the Navy, he became a forklift operator at a company that manufactured medical equipment. And he also opened a bait and tackle shop called The Bait Box. (laughs) a little bit cute it's a little bit cute (laughs) and lois started a daycare center out of their home so they had you know they had their own stuff going on they were entrepreneurs and so but in 2005 they ended up moving to blooming prairie minnesota so they kind of came back to their old stomping grounds because dave wanted to pursue his dream of becoming a waxworm farmer I mean, who the fuck doesn't? For starters, that's what, what's what what's what's going on? Yeah, I I, I just want to know how that even like was he sitting around the breakfast table one day when he was a kid eating his cornflakes and he was like, you know what I want to be when I grow up? Yeah, he's like, Papa, you know what I want to be? I want to be a wax, not just a worm farmer, a wax worm farmer, which I assume is a type of worm. It sure is. Okay. Yeah. What's the purpose of a wax worm? Oh, I'm going to tell you. Oh, okay. Okay. So you like to go down rabbit holes sometimes <laughs> where I'm going to take us down a wormhole. All right. <laughs> <laughs> why you got to say shit funny when I'm drinking? <laughs> why are you, why are you always drinking? That almost went up my nose. Let, that's the real oh. question. Why are you yeah. always drinking? That is, that is a good question. I should, there's going to be an intervention right after this. <laughs> So waxworms are used as feed and bait, especially for ice fishermen, which is huge in Minnesota. And Dave was an avid fisherman. So would you like to know a little bit more about waxworms? I'm dying to know more about waxworms. I never thought I'd say that, but I am. I got a little curious because just like you, I was like, what the fuck is a waxworm? I know earthworms. I don't know waxworms. So I learned that they are the larvae for the greater wax moth, which just happens to be my favorite moth of all fucking time. What? I'm just kidding. I don't know moths. I was like, how do you have a favorite moth? How do you not? (laughs) Wait. So the waxworm is the larvae for? Wax moth. Okay. Okay. I looked them up. They're real sexy. They basically look just like giant maggots. But they're really, they're like white with black feet. They look like big maggots, but they're actually more like caterpillars, kind of, if you look like super close. Okay. So they got their name because they chew through beeswax, which actually makes them parasites in honeybee colonies because Uh. the worms eat the beeswax, which is used to build up the honeycomb by the bees. So when they destroy the honeycomb, it can like spill the stored honey or end up contaminating it. And it can actually like expose the bees to diseases. So they are kind of buttholes in the bee world, but they're generally used as fishing bait and they're often referred to as waxies in bait shops. So I guess if you see a sign for like waxies, that's what these are, but they're also used as food for like pet reptiles and amphibians and some birds interesting so you can go buy your critters crickets and whatnot and maybe some waxworms depending on what they eat but they're also i thought this was really cool and then i'm done with the worms but so they're able to eat and digest some plastics oh which is crazy like because plastic just isn't supposed to be digestible by anything but they can can like metabolize polyethylene plastic into ethylene glycol which actually biodegrades super quickly but they're so small they can't like tackle much of it 
But mm. if like they were bigger and could eat a bunch of plastic, they could probably like save the planet. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, let them loosen some landfills. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm, I'm assuming that at some point it'll go that route. But mm. they're just so tiny that mm-hmm. like you'd need a bazillion of them. Yeah, you could put like a bunch in a grocery bag, like a plastic grocery bag, and they could take care of that, but not like a landfill or mm-hmm. whatever. But I was like, that's cool as shit. So, so I have a anyway. question. Yeah. So why, why, and you may not know this, but why is the wax worm the preferred bait for ice fishing? I don't know. They're really high in protein. So I don't know if maybe like specifically in winter months, like that's more alluring to a fish. I have no fucking clue. I'm pulling this right out of my butthole. Maybe they do better in cold waters than- maybe. I don't know. Mealworms or earthworms? There were just like certain fish that they're like really good for. And so Dave was like, you know what? I'm a fisherman. I buy these things. A lot of people up here fish. I'm going to start a fucking waxworm farm. How does one start a waxworm farm? I am so intrigued by this because it's so uncommon. I've never met anyone that's, that's a worm farmer. I mean, I would have dug way more into this if I knew... I was going to have all these questions. Suddenly you went from ew to hey. <laughs> so they end up going back to Blooming Prairie, Minnesota. Blooming Prairie sounds so adorable. I know. It's a tiny little town with a population of less than 2,000 people. And just a quick side note, again, when I was looking it up, I figured out that the Blooming Prairie school mascot is a giant fucking flower And their athletic teams are called the Awesome Blossoms. So basically the least intimidating fucking name of all time. And I assume that they probably lose a majority of their games. (laughs) So I was like, wait, what? Like they might as well just have called them like. Yeah, the dainty Danishes or something. Yeah. Tonight, the titty babies take on the tigers from <laughs> Why are you always saying the funny shit when I'm drinking? God, I just spit everywhere. That's, that's alcohol abuse right there. When I saw it, I was like, it sounds like a dance troupe for like four and five-year-olds. <laughs> anyway, I had to like throw the that The tumbling in twat twirlers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> David and Lois loved this new town. They like settled right in. They made a bunch of new friends. Um, and in 2006, unfortunately, their house actually burned down. Oh. And they lost their pet cats, which made me really fucking oh. sad. Oh, no. I'm not a cat person, but I don't wish death on them. You have a cat. I'm that cat person. And it oh. took two years and near death for me to admit that I had feelings for this cat. Okay. You take him camping with you. <laughs> but so after their house burned down, the town like pulled together and raised money and supported them and helped them get back on their feet. And they were actually like able to build a new house for their family. So oh, this just kind of tells you like the community that they were a part of. And by this point in 2006, they've been married for for many, many years because they got married in 82, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so, and also just like, the fire doesn't come back. There wasn't any foul play. It was just an unfortunate like, event. Okay. Yeah, this isn't later. I'm going to be like, remember that house fire with the cats? No. This was no, just... it was legitimately an unfortunate. Okay. Yeah. Lois ended up starting another daycare center out of this new home. And Dave got to start his wa- waxworm farm which I'm sure was exciting. And the farm was actually like their little business farm, whatever was within walking distance to their house, which is pretty cute. So they could just kind of float back and forth. And I mean, Lois joined like a women's bowling league and a pool league. They were active in the community. They had tons of friends and Lois also loved going to a casino and playing the slots. I believe that she had to go to Iowa to play which like cross the border and go into iowa to the casinos but Mm. she was a big fan of the slots Mm. she was a slot puppy if you know what i mean (laughs) so she ended up closing her daycare center in 2014 
because mm-hmm. their their kids were grown and married and had kids of their own. And she really wanted to be able to spend more time with her grandkids. And she was known to be just like a super doting grandmother to her five grandkids. Everyone in this town, all their friends, whatever, just thought that she was super thoughtful and loving. She would bring homemade lunches down to the shop for Dave and the employees at the worm shop. And she was just an angel right here on earth. You know what I mean? At this point in time, she sounds like I kind of want to have her as my grandma. She's top fucking notch. But as much as everyone loved Lois, Dave was equally as loved, maybe if not more. I mean, he would like go out and play pool with his friends multiple times a week and drink beers and just like really tight knit friends loved being social. He would do fishing tournaments and the employees that were pumping out worms with him down the street just loved him to pieces. And, and really he was kind of more of a father figure to most of them than a boss. So just a great dude. This is not going to end well, is it? No. Things, like I said, seem to be going really, really well for the couple until March of 2018. On March 8th of 2018, Dave, who was, I believe, 54 at the time, met up with friends for some beers, and all of them said that nothing was out of the ordinary, that he was his usual, like, fun, happy-go-lucky self. Oh, Three days later, which would have been March 11th, Dave and Lois had gone to one of their grandkids' basketball games, and some of the people there said that they had actually kind of noticed that the couple was arguing, like a little bit openly, like it was it was pretty obvious, I think, and they ended up leaving the game early. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like, ooh, did you see Dave and Lois? What was up with that? The following morning, which would have been a Monday morning, Lois walked to the worm farm and tells one of the employees who was named Tom and was kind of Dave's right-hand man. She told him that Dave was sick and wouldn't be coming to work. And Tom thought this was odd that Dave didn't at least check in with him, you know, via text or a phone call because he was really involved with the company. And even when he was sick or out of town or whatever, he would always check in. So when Dave still hadn't come to work or spoken to him, Tom started to feel like there was just something wasn't right, that there was something else going on. And he'd received some texts from Dave, but they f- he felt like they weren't coming from him. The employees that he worked with knew that Dave hated texting and he really sucked at it. Lots of misspelled words, no punctuation, etc. They were just usually like short and just like super to the point. And he was actually teased about having big thumbs and small phone <laughs> syndrome because he would just like, like you couldn't hardly decipher what he was saying sometimes. But these recent texts that, that Tom was getting were like full sentences, grammatically correct. And he just thought that like something just didn't seem right about that. You know, you hear about that a lot in cases where people will say, well, what do you mean it? how do you know that the texts didn't come from him or her or whatever? And the people are like, it's just not how they sounded. That's not how they talked or spoke or wrote. It it just, it wasn't their vibe. You hear about that a lot. Or they didn't use emojis or whatever. And it was just kind of like, wait, what the, like, this just doesn't seem like them. And this text had an eggplant and some squirting water. I don't understand. (laughs) What does that mean? He really must not feel well. This eggplant's throwing up. <laughs> this eggplant's throwing up. Idiosles. Okay, so that week, Lois was kind of stopping by the shop to to update the employees on Dave's illness, and she was trying to reassure them that she was taking great care of him. But, I mean, just all of them started to feel like something was was just super off. The following Monday was a week after anyone had seen Dave. And she tells the employees that Dave is feeling so much better and had been cleared by the doctor to participate in an upcoming fishing tournament that he was going on with his friend Denny in Illinois. 
So something that he had been like really looking forward to. So he would be gone the following week as well. So this would end up being like two weeks with nobody seeing Dave. Had he ever been gone for that long from the waxworm farm? No, no. Because it was reported that anytime he like felt sick or wasn't able to make it into work, he would at least check in and see how things were going. Okay. Intuition is so powerful. Oh, for sure. You just know your people. Yep. Like I'd said earlier, Dave and Lois's house is super close to their business. So like the employees can kind of, you know, see their home from the business. So when Tom, his his employee comes to work the next day, he's expecting to see Dave outside, you know, packing his vehicle, loading up the boat, getting ready for this big fishing trip. But there's like nothing going on at the house. So even more red flags are just popping up like crazy. So Tom's just like, man, something is not right. And he knows that this fishing tournament is actually televised. Oh. So we now fast forward. We're at March 23rd. Dave hasn't been seen since the 11th. So Tom turns on this like fishing tournament on the TV. And when they announce Dave and Denny's team, Denny is the only one there. Mm. So he's like, I knew it. There is no way that Dave would have missed this fishing tournament for anything. He was so excited about it. So this is the point where Tom is like, you know what? Fuck it. Something's going on. Where the hell is Dave? And he calls the police. Mm. And two officers end up going to Dave and Lois's house for a well fart. A well fart. <laughs> two officers end up going to Dave and Lois's house for a welfare check and they knock on the door no one answers so they kind of cruise around the house and notice that a window is open but this is March in Minnesota no windows should be open on no any house anywhere and so they kind of like shine their flashlight through the open window which ended up being a bathroom and they see the body of Dave lying on the floor. Whoa. So he had been there for like days. Ugh. That's why the window was open. Yeah. So the police end up entering the home and they discover that Dave had been shot twice in the chest. There were no signs of a struggle or a burglary. Everything was in order in its place. Everything was clean. Dave's body had been covered with a blanket and there were towels on the floor that had been pushed against the door, likely to keep any smells from entering the rest of the home. Mm -hmm. And he'd apparently been dead for several days. (sighs) Yeah. So obviously this is like a town that you could drop kick. It's so small. And so word of Dave's death just, travels like wildfire and everyone is concerned about lois and her well-being yeah is she been granny napped is she okay like where did she fucking go so everybody's like oh my god lois so she wasn't at the house when the police did the welfare check okay she was long gone oh she straight up like hightailed it yeah how did she know they were coming she didn't she she just peaced out okay she she bolted before Oh, this just like his body was discovered because his employees became concerned and requested the welfare check. Because eventually they're going to figure this out and I don't want to be anywhere near this. Right. Okay. So I got to get a head start before somebody gets concerned enough to come looking for him. Okay. Basically. Yeah, it's fucked up. So police start investigating this murder, obviously, and learn that Lois was into some shit. They learned that Lois had actually been under investigation in 2015. So this would have been like three years earlier for stealing $100,000 of her disabled sister's money and pissing it away gambling. Okay. So she has a gambling addiction. She's got some problems. So her sister had inherited about like $250,000 when their father passed away. And Lois had conveniently become the guardian for her sister Mm -hmm. who was bipolar and had Parkinson's. So she was like in her early sixties and she had like 
I, I read that it was like the cognitive functions of like a 10 year old. So, I mean, right. it was not a great situation. And so she obviously needed assistance and her little sister just took full fucking advantage of the situation. And she ended up admitting to the theft and was thankfully removed from being her sister's guardian. And a few months after the investigation, Dave came by the house after having lunch with a coworker and found Lois unconscious at the house. And she had overdosed on pain pills and had to be airlifted to a hospital where she stayed for like two weeks. Wow. Yeah. So she kind of pulled, you know, some shady things in the past and had tried to take her own life at least at one point. Of course, people in this town that are close to this couple are like so surprised when they start to learn about their dear sweet Lois actually being like a total shithead basically and that now she's wanted for likely killing her husband as police are kind of digging into all of this it became super clear that Lois had a major gambling problem Mm. major and the people around her knew she liked to gamble and go play the slots but had no idea how serious it had become or really how much she sucked at it (laughs) because it would have been a whole different ball game if she was winning yeah yeah, if she was doing well and like it wasn't causing issues so she'd racked up thousands of dollars in gambling debt and at one of the casinos she really liked to go to, her nickname was actually Losing Lois. Oh. She'd shown some odd behavior behaviors. She'd shown some odd behaviors in the past. In 2016, she just like straight up disappeared for three days. Oh, like, like from home? Like yeah, she just like, left? Dave had no idea where she was and actually ended up reporting her as a missing person because he was like, I have no idea where she went i don't know what's going on then she just waltzed back in after three days like it was no big deal and said she'd been visiting friends did she go on a bender i don't know huh i don't think a lot of people knew about this until after his death but it was like she had kind of had some there were some red flags some weird shit going on and at one point she'd actually asked dave's employees to donate money To help buy a golf cart that he could use to drive like between their house and the worm shop. And they did because they love Dave, but that money disappeared. It was a scam so she could get money for gambling? And she'd also asked friends to loan her money, which really, really embarrassed Dave. And when he found out, he actually went to those friends and was like, do not give her any money. Mm. So apparently, in addition to like stealing from her sister's inheritance, she'd gambled away her own $500,000 inheritance. (gasps) You know, this strikes me as very similar to drug addicts. Yeah. That they'll do whatever they can to get their hands on money to buy their next score. Exactly. And hide and just, you know, be sneaky, try to get it anywhere that they can. Manipulate the hell out of whatever they can. Yeah. And so money was obviously like a huge source of contention for these two. And it was becoming a little more obvious to the people around them as they could kind of see this tension building. So prior to his death, Dave had told Lois that he was not going to be giving her any more money unless she wanted to come and earn it working at the business. Mm, I smell a motive. So Dave's employees had ended up telling investigators that they'd seen Lois leave. They they had a white Cadillac Escalade um, and they'd seen Lois leave in that two days after Dave had allegedly left for this fishing tournament and that they'd not seen her milling around the house since, which usually they would notice if somebody was home or whatever. So this Cadillac Escalade was the vehicle that he usually used to tow the boat when he was fishing and what he would have taken for this tournament. So that's even more sus. Yeah. So her leaving in it was like, wait, what? what? So of course, Lois quickly becomes a suspect. They ended up tracking her cell phone to a casino. Of course. shocking. Like that was the first place she went. 
But when they arrived there, she was obviously like long gone. They discovered that during the week that Dave had been so sick and she was telling all these people that, that she had deposited two of his business checks from the worm farm totaling like around $11,000 into Dave's personal account. And then on the day of the day that Dave's body was discovered, she had written herself checks for the same amount and deposited them into her own account. Hmm. So they're like, we need to find this bitch. Follow the money. It turns out that Lois just decided to drive herself down to Fort Myers Beach, Florida, which if you're not familiar, is on the Gulf side of the state. Okay. Or the southwestern part of the state. So if you're looking in a map, Carrie, Florida is the penis of the United States <laughs> dangling dangling off the East Coast. So accurate. Lois was headed to the lower left side of Florida. That's actually quite helpful. I know you were joking, but it was helpful. But, you know, I actually thought that Fort Myers was, like, farther north. And then when I did, I saw too. map, I was like, oh, wait, no, this is, like, farther north. Yeah, so it's so- south in Florida. Yeah. From Minnesota to Fort Myers, she traveled a distance. <laughs> so and she drove there. Yes. In her white Cadillac Escalade. Exactly. Okay. And so Dave and Lois had friends whose names were Tess and Rod. And they were from Minnesota. They were snowbirds and spent their winters in Fort Myers. Okay. Lois and Dave had actually gone down there to visit these friends in the past. So this friend is in Florida, Tess, and she had talked to her daughter who told her that she'd gotten a call from a woman named Stormy Liberty. Okay. It sounds like a porn star. Yeah. She wasn't a porn star. She wasn't a weather lady on the five o'clock news. <laughs> she was an American gladiator. Oh, okay. Stormy Liberty. Yeah. She had told her that she was a friend of her parents and had asked for the address of their house in Florida. So she was like, mm, okay, but she ended up giving her the address, uh. but also called her mom Tess and was like, oh, Need to give my mom, you know, a heads yeah, up about this I kind of <laughs> just gave your address out to some weird person. So this was Monday, April 2nd. And this friend Tess is in her garage in Florida when a white Escalade creeps by the house. The vehicle ends up turning around, parks in front of the house. And Tess sees a woman get out of the car and starts, you know, walking towards the house they look at each other and Tessa's kind of like, can I help you? And I believe she said the woman was wearing a hat. But the woman says, no, 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 wrong house, wrong house. And like panics, turns around, gets back in the vehicle and drives off. But Tess was like, that was fucking Lois. That's my friend. Like, I know her. That was definitely Lois. This freaks her the fuck out because she even though she's like living in Florida for the winter knows what's going on in Minnesota knows that they're looking for Lois. Then she just like randomly shows up in front of her house from like halfway across the country. So Tess is like, Holy shit. So she ends up calling 911 and tells the dispatcher, Hey, my friend just showed up in front of my house. She's wanted in Minnesota. And they're like, okay, but you're going to need to call the police in Minnesota. Oh, fucking jurisdiction. So she did. But then they gave her the runaround and said, well, she's in Florida. So you need to contact the local police in Florida. So she's just getting fucking bounced around. So by the time she's like done getting dicked around by all these people, Lois is nowhere to be found by the time the police arrive. Well, yeah. Oh my God. And I'm sure Tess is like, nervous as shit at that point because she doesn't know what's going on all she knows is that dave is dead and lois is wanted in connection with that murder tess said that when the officers looked her up she was only wanted for like theft and forgery so there wasn't any urgency like on the florida end mm. to try to have line of sight to the murder yeah so they were just kind of like she's only wanted for these pretty minor like charges so if you see her again, let us know whenever. But blah, blah, blah. I mean, I kind of get it 
at that point, but I totally get it because I can't imagine how many wackadoos out there contact the police for things that that don't need the police's time. Right. And if you have a warrant in another state and it's pretty minor and you're not like 100% sure that that's the person, mm-hmm. it's like, do we waste our resources? Exactly. Like, so Lois is just kind of like bebopping around fucking Fort Myers. And she ends up becoming friends with a woman that she met who was 59-year-old Pamela Hutchinson. Now, Pamela actually lived a couple hours away from Fort Myers in Bradenton, Florida. Okay. She was in town helping a friend whose husband had recently committed suicide. Mm. She had come down to be with her friend, which just kind of tells you the type of person that she is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she was staying at a condo complex. She was renting a condo while she was there, which was super close to where Tess lived. Lois's friend Tess. Like, within a few blocks. Okay. So she's, like, right fucking there. So Pamela had planned to go home after being there with her friend for a few days. But she and Lois really hit it off. So she decided to stay an extra night. She was like, okay, yeah, fuck it. I don't have to get back for anything. Whatever. Yeah. So now we're at April 5th. And these two women are just, like, BFFs. They go out to dinner. Then they end up going back to Pamela's condo. And it's not, like, really super clear what all went down that night. But there's, like, security camera footage. And it shows the women, like, walking and laughing together and just, like, having the best goddamn time. Pamela's friend, who she had actually been there to visit, had texted her that evening but never got a response. The next morning, someone from the condo where Pamela was renting called the front desk saying that they were Pamela and said that they wanted to stay an additional three days. Okay. And asked if they could charge those additional days. Just, you know, just put it on the credit card that's on file. The call came from within the condo, so they assumed it was Pamela, didn't question it, and they just were like, sure, we'd be happy to extend your stay. Enjoy your time here, Pamela. But on Monday, April 9th, the manager of this condo complex was kind of going around like checking all of the units because they were having maybe some plumbing issues and so they were just kind of being proactive like checking all the units so she knocked on the door that pamela was renting no one answered so she ended up entering the condo but you know was kind of calling out hello management whatever so she got to the bathroom and noticed that there were towels stuffed underneath the bathroom door Oh, no. Sound familiar? And she assumed that there had been a leak or something. She tried to open the door, but something was blocking it from opening. So she left. She was like, I'm not going to try and, like, push the door open or whatever. So she asked a couple of the other employees to help get the door open, and they ended up finding Pamela's dead body. Oh, no. On the bathroom floor. She'd been shot in the chest and had been covered with towels. And had likely been there for days. Again, sound familiar? Mm. Police ended up finding a pillow with a bullet hole through it, which had likely been used as a silencer. You know, towels have been tucked on the door, just like she'd done in the bathroom at her house with Dave to keep the smell in. Hmm. um, You know, to allow her time to get out before the smell of the decaying Mm -hmm. body alerted people, which is just so fucked up. So Pamela, who had been there helping a grieving friend, had been murdered by Lois, basically for her identity, her money, and her car. Because she, at this point, probably knew that she was wanted. And she had likely targeted Pamela because they looked enough alike that she thought she could get away using her identity. Yeah. Just a little bit quickly about Pamela. So Pamela was originally from Virginia and came from a very large but close-knit family, was just loved by everyone who knew her. She was known to be incredibly kind and generous, 
had taken care of her mother for years, just a natural caretaker Mm. and true comfort, you know, to the people around her. She'd been married at one point, but after a nasty divorce, had relocated to Florida to make a fresh start, which breaks my heart because she was like, try to, you know, do something for her. Yeah. She had no enemies that they could figure out. So police didn't have any obvious like suspects in the murder. They spoke to her ex-husband, but quickly verified he was nowhere near the area at the time the murder took place. And they figured out that a key card would have been needed to to access the condo and the facilities. And so police went to check out the security footage from the condo complex. Mm. And they see Pamela with what looks to be like a really great friend. Mm-hmm. Having they were laughing. Time. Yeah, and- just like fucking checking it up, having a great time. And so they, they're just kind of seen like walking and laughing and going in and out of the condo together. But starting the day that the call was made to extend the stay, the security footage only shows Lois leaving the condo. And I saw somewhere that there was like a report of her like coming out and like, I think standing outside the condo and like just kind of collecting herself. And they think that that's after she murdered This woman is the fucking worst. Yes. So police also discovered that Lois withdrew $5,000 from Pamela's account at a local bank using her ID. Because again, they looked, I guess, similar enough to pass. And from the, the condo footage, they were able to see that Lois is just like calmly loading up bags into Pamela's vehicle which was a white Acura and then just like leaving and taking off by herself. Oh my God. So based on the the footage, they can determine that Lois likely killed Pamela, left the towels and left her body in the bathroom, stayed that night, like just in the other room. Oh, just what a twat. That is vile. And just like, well, I'll leave in the morning, I guess like whatever. I'll just leave her body to rot in there. So anyway, so police in Minnesota have now joined forces and connected with police in Florida, and they're all looking for Lois. So at this point, she's wanted in connection with two murders in two different states. And so like a nationwide alert goes out with a description of Lois. And so she leaves Florida in Pamela's vehicle. She drives over three days from Florida to South Padre Island in Texas. Mm. And she's paying for hotel rooms along the way with Pam's credit cards. Okay. A turd. A giant fucking turd. And of course, in Louisiana, she had to stop at a casino. Of course. And she sucked a little bit less than normal, and she actually won $1,500. Okay. She was actually able to collect the winnings using her own ID. Um, Because police at that point were monitoring Pam's cards after discovering her body. So she was either aware that they might be like tracking that or she was so arrogant that she just didn't think she would get caught. Mm. I'm assuming probably the latter because she's a fucking dickhead, but who knows. So she checks into a hotel in South Padre Island and just kind of just starts making herself right at fucking home is becoming a regular at local restaurants and bars, like just has her little routine down, becomes friendly with the staff at some of these establishments. And she's introducing herself as LaDonna. Like, hi, I'm LaDonna, but you can just call me Donna. Okay. Yeah. So she's. Okay. I mean, it's better than Stormy Liberty, but whatever. She was telling them that she recently lost her husband. Mm. She's a poor little widow. And just needed to get away for a while. Now, while all of this is happening, there's a nationwide fucking manhunt for for Lois. Her photos getting plastered like on national news coverage. Police are actually worried. They're like, she might try and cross into Mexico. Like that might be where she's headed. Mm, yeah. They're like on high alert, whatever. But obviously the people she's seeing in South Padre Island haven't been watching the news. Huh. 
police are looking for, but she didn't seem to be like in a huge rush to move on from South Padre Island. And she ends up meeting a 65 year old woman named Bernadette Mathis. She was sitting alone at a bar in a restaurant and was like the perfect target for Lois. Mm. Bernadette, who actually goes by Bernie, was also a widow. And so the two of them just kind yeah. of hit it they off. They had something to click over. Yeah. So they chatted that night and exchanged numbers. They made more plans to have dinner. No, Bernie. Yeah. So they ended up having dinner and Bernie invites Lois. No. Or, Don- or Donna, whatever the fuck, whatever, to her house because um. she wanted to show Lois how much she loved the safe neighborhood she lived in. Oh. Lois had told her that she was interested in possibly relocating to Texas because now as a single woman, she thought she might like the neighborhood. And Bernie pointed out all of the security cameras in the neighborhood and Mm. in her home. Oh. So they spent hours talking and just like hanging out in the hot tub. And Lois actually ended up spending the night there. Oh, that is so fucking weird. Right? So this is twice now that she's befriended women and they've like become so comfortable with her that they've invited her to like stay with them. She must be like super charismatic or something. She got something. Huh. The next morning, Bernie ends up taking Lois back to her her hotel. They make plans to have dinner again. But thankfully, Lois is caught before they meet up again. Oh, thank God. Well, Bernie's still alive. Yes. Bernie is good. She's done interviews and she's like, thank Jesus. I fucking dodged a bullet. Literally. (sighs) So Lois ended up being arrested by U.S. Marshals on April 19th of 2018 after a 10 day nationwide manhunt looking for that bitch. So she was arrested at a bar after being spotted by an employee who was adamant that it was Lois. And he was like arguing with other employees. They were like, no, that's not the woman on the news. And he was like, yes, it is. And he was adamant, called police and the U.S. Marshals ended up coming in, arresting her at the bar. Like literally two U.S. Marshals approached her from each side. One grabbed each arm dragged her ass from the hotel like from the bar at the restaurant so she was sitting at the bar and they came in could you imagine if you worked at the bar and you saw this go down no she gave up without a fight and didn't show any emotion at all when being arrested and booked into jail and even like her mugshot she's like smiling like i just want to punch the smug bitch right in the fucking face I want to know what her end game was because when she met Pamela Hutchinson, that was chance. She didn't know who this person was and she didn't like, what was her end game? She was just going to cut fucking keep killing old like ladies and just keep kind of moving on until she felt like she was comfortable enough that she could just live her life as someone and just oh, stay on the run. God. Wow. What's crazy is like Bernie, Bernadette that she'd met, was keeping the dinner plans that she'd made with Lois, had no idea that her friend Donna was actually Lois and that she'd been captured. So she literally showed up to this restaurant where they were supposed to meet and was like, hey, has Lois shown up yet? Or Donna. I mean, I'm sure she said, has Donna shown up yet? And the staff at the restaurant was like, "Um, she was just arrested for two murders. Like, can you even fucking imagine if that employee at the other bar hadn't seen her and been adamant that it was her, she would have likely been dead or in serious danger of being killed. And if you were Bernie, like, I would just be thinking like, holy, I let this woman stay in my house overnight. I went to sleep. I let my guard down because I trusted her. I was completely vulnerable. Wow. And truly, like if she hadn't pointed out the security cameras. That's what saved her life. Exactly. Yeah. Like if if Lois hadn't been like, oh shit, Birdie probably wouldn't have been killed that night. Oh my God. That gives me the eebie It's crazy. So who knows like what would have stopped her? 
like how long this would have gone on, how many victims there would have been, like how far she would have made it across the country. We know why she killed Pamela. Did she ever say why she killed her husband, Dave? Yeah, I'll get to that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's bullshit, but yes. So after she was arrested, police, of course, go and search her hotel room and they find Pamela's hat and her sunglasses and the credit cards, her checkbook. So all the shit that Lois had stolen from her. They also found two handguns, bullets, duct tape, rubber gloves. So basically like a fucking kill kit that she just had like at the ready. So they did figure out that one of these guns was used in the murders Mm. of Dave and Pamela. Some friends and family of the couple, like they kind of believe that Lois maybe suffered from a psychotic break prior to killing Dave. Um, There was a history of mental illness with Lois's mother and her sisters. And of course, you know, if you add to that that Dave like cut her off or was cutting her off financially and her like intense addiction, they think that maybe she just fucking snapped. Mm. Hard to say. So in December of 2019, nope, that is not right. That is not correct. <laughs> so in December of 2019, she was convicted and sentenced to life in prison for killing Pamela. She was then taken from Florida to Minnesota (laughs) where she initially pled not guilty to murdering Dave and for stealing the $11,000 from him, Mm. from his business before fleeing to Florida. But she actually ended up pleading guilty in 2020 and was given a life sentence without possibility of parole. And I think that was due to the death penalty. Like she was trying to, save her own life so she ended up pleading guilty part of the extradition agreement with florida she will serve her full life sentence in minnesota where this all began Ah, one of her hearings in minnesota was actually held in a high school auditorium because of the huge interest in the case and of course this was like in the heart of covid so they had to have people spaced out yeah but so they're like we're gonna have it in this auditorium so all these people can come attend oh my gosh so she ended up telling the court that day that the day of dave's murder he handed her a loaded gun and told her to kill herself but to get it right this time wow that she had apparently tried to end her her own life in the past but this time That's what he said. And so she instead decided to turn the gun on Dave and shoot him in the heart. Yeah. Do we believe this? No. Yeah. I do not. Given how amazing this person was and by all accounts, the most loving man, to give somebody a loaded gun and say, why don't you just kill yourself and do it right this time? I sure as fuck don't think so wow um and she also told them that when she realized she'd killed him she laid on the ground beside him closed his eyes and then covered him in a blanket like what a goddamn angel right i mean oh my god like she must have felt so bad that's disgusting yeah great lois but then you left his body to rot and eventually be found by someone who cares about him Yeah. Then you cleared his bank account, went right to the casino to gamble, which you suck at, and then fled to Florida to commit more crimes. So don't give me that, like, sad story bullshit. Don't even. And they were married for decades. Yes. I I don't even know what to say. I, I mean, I can't imagine the amount of tension and disgust that filled that auditorium Mm -hmm. from people that loved Dave and who had once like trusted and loved her. Mm -hmm. It must've been like tense as fuck in that auditorium. It's surreal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you've known these people for years. You see them, you know, interacting with you and your family and your children and, You've entrusted the care of your children with Lois and to find out that she was able to kill her husband of umpteen years because she has 
I mean, I assume this all stemmed from the fact that she just has a horrible addiction to gambling. Yeah. And the gambling was more important to her than her husband's life. Right. Or anyone. Oh, my God. Two of her children ended up reading victim impact statements at this hearing. And their daughter, Brianna, said, quote, I cycle between anger, regret, and sadness. March 11th, 2018 was the last time I hugged my dad and I told him I loved him. I miss my dad more than words can describe. And then their son, Billy, who was obviously more pissed, said, quote, you just left. We had nobody. And it will take a lot more for me to talk and see you ever again. There's no excuse for it. Wow. And she had five grandchildren. And she just fucking like, oh my God. I mean, I can only assume that based on those statements that he was an amazing dad and probably like fucking grandpa of the year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Lois ended up apologizing that day to Dave's family and friends who would be her former friends and family and she said that she shouldn't have killed him yeah no shit and she told them that life without her husband was her true sentence oh fucking barf yeah fuck you lois fuck you wow so she will be spending life in prison thank goodness and her friend tess remember the one that yeah was from minnesota that lived in florida She apparently like resembles Lois a little bit. And so it's speculated that Lois initially decided to go (gasps) to their home in Florida, assuming that Tess and her husband had already returned back to Minnesota for the spring. And so that maybe her intent was to potentially try and pass as Tess and stay in their home. Oh, but it's hard to say what like her intentions were but it was a very strange interaction when she saw that Tess was actually there yeah and she panicked and uh, it seems like she would have obviously done anything to evade being captured wow but at the end of the day like what was her maybe her original end game was like I, I don't even know that's the piece that I'm confused about because at some point if Tess and her husband had gone back to Minnesota for this for the sun, for the season, mm-hmm. they were eventually going to come back to Fort Myers. Yeah. So what was she going to do then? And I don't even know if she, if she knew like what, what the hell she was going to do. I think the common thing is that people that do stuff like this, it's because they're not, they don't think through the long-term consequences. And so they don't have a plan. Yeah. And they just kind of fucking go with it and they figure out like, there's like, oh, I'm just going to do what I can to not get caught. Yeah. Basically. Oh my God. So it's crazy. Fucking killer grandma. Wow. That was insane. Thank you for telling me that story. Thanks for going on the ride with me, yo. Yes, definitely. That was a crazy ride. Yeah. And thank you guys for listening. If you haven't already done so, please rate, review, subscribe, follow, whatever it is, wherever you listen to your podcasts. But we appreciate your support. Definitely. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, anything at all, send an email to crimewilltellpod at gmail.com. <laughs> follow us on an Insta. Sometimes we put some stupid, funny videos out there just to show that we don't take ourselves seriously at all. Yeah. We're idiots. We know it. I don't mind looking stupid. Yeah, it's fine. Thank you for supporting the show. We appreciate those of you who are listening. Thank you. And we Mm -hmm. love the feedback. And the case suggestions have been awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait till we start getting to them. We can shout you guys out. Don't be shy. And in all reality, I mean, we both have demanding jobs and we do all our own writing, editing, recording, researching. This is all on us. So. We do the best we can. We really do. We really work hard. But we love you guys and love that this has become a thing. Yeah. So it's pretty fucking cool. Pretty fucking cool. But anyway, bye, Carrie. Bye, Jamie. (laughs) Scary. That was intense. I'm going to see you soon. 
Okay, I'll see you baggy. I'm sipping on deliciousness. Urine. Ugh. Actually, what does urine taste like? Fuck if I know. I love me some brisket. We lay opposite on the couch and tickle each other's feet. I didn't know that. That's beautiful news. Like your first pee in the morning, like, that smells like Cheerios. <laughs> Thanks for showing me your camel toe. Whoa, you just manhandled that shit. Don't say my name. Okay. She's so stupid. We're just regular schmoes. Yes, what it is. Did I hear you say you have a true crime podcast? Yeah, you got this? Shoot. 